Hey everyone, this is the Chutabhava from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today we're going to take a look at your sun and rising sign horoscopes for the month of August. And uh, we're going to be taking a look in particular at the conjunction of Mars and Uranus through all 12 sun and rising signs. Um, so I hope that uh, you will find it useful. I think this is easily the most powerful transit of the month. Um, I am in the midst of uh, curriculum development for a couple of new programs at the moment. So I'm giving, I gave a little bit more attention to the overview for August than I will monthly horoscopes, but I still think that this is going to give you a really powerful uh, delineation for your sun or rising sign that should really adequately address some of the big themes of the month. So this is um, a, a very unusual transit in that you're getting a rare conjunction of Mars, Uranus, and the North Node all at once. That's not something that happens every day. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Don't forget to like and subscribe before we get into it. Share your comments. Click on the notification bell for updates. You can always find transcripts of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com, where next week we will be starting to promote two new classes. There will be a 2023 planet and plant moon circle that my wife and I are leading. Um, for every new and full moon, we'll have gatherings where we're working with plant teachers and um, also talking about the astrology of the month. And um, that should be a, a really fantastic program. Uh, so that'll be live next week. I'll be promoting it. Um, and we will also, uh, there's also a masterclass series that I will be starting um, in uh, coming up pretty soon. And that will be um, quarterly, qu sort of a quarterly masterclass series for people who may not want to dive into a full one-year program or who are looking for maybe more um, specific topics that they're interested in, or for people in my programs who want more on topics that we cover in the course, but that I could easily create a lot more focused content on. So I, hopefully it'll have it'll be something for everyone. At any rate, uh, that is all I have to say about that. Let's go ahead and get into our horoscopes for the month. These are gonna be short and sweet. Um, I am really pressed for time at the moment with all of the, um, when you're, you know, launching two big new courses, there's just a ton of work that's going on right now. So again, I apologize if I'm sort of, um, uh, if I'm, if I'm sort of, uh, giving light, lighter treatment this month than I usually would. Um, lots of good stuff for this month and this week to come though. And I do think again, that you guys will find lots of value in what we're going to say about these transits. So, um, with that, let's start with Aries. We're going to be looking at Mars, Uranus, and the North Nodes, triple conjunction uh, through all 12 Sun and Rising. So this would be for Aries Sun or Aries Rising signs. You're going to notice if you're in Aries that this triple conjunction is taking place in your second house. The topics or themes to watch for are going to center around uh, money, finances, resources, um, business, things like that. Uh, this is a great sign of the need for financial independence or to liberate yourself from uh, some form of unhealthy dependence, like I, I owe people money or I rely on other people. It has that feeling of putting your flag in the ground and saying, I am my own best resource. I am going to invent something. I'm going to find a way. I am going to make sure that no one controls me. Um, that I am in control of my own destiny, especially when it comes to the things I want or need or have or own, my bank account um, and, and my business. So a, a very strong theme around financial independence or a rapid, quick invention around business or a transformation of circumstances around money and finances, That probably with the idea of greater freedom uh, behind it. 
So th those to me are the major themes to watch for if you're in Aries rising. Let's go along to Taurus rising. If you are a Taurus sun or rising, then we're looking at this triple conjunction in your first house. This has to do with body, mind, character, personality. So whether you're saying, you know what, I've had enough, I'm going to become fit, or I'm going to um, go to the gym more often, or if you are becoming ultra competitive about something, the need to feel free, not, I mean, we look at Aries, it has a lot to do with resources and financial independence. This is like existential. I need to be free. I don't give a damn what people think. You know, that that's the mood of Mars, Uranus and the North Node in the first house. It can be a little provocative. You got to be careful that you're not being becoming a bully or, uh, you know, bulldozing over people, the bull words. But if there is a need to assert yourself and to this is a good time for you to make choices based on what you need and what you think and what you feel and not what other people expect from you. Within reason, within reason, meaning that you don't act in a way that is harmful or destructive or domineering toward other people in the process. You know, very easily, this is like rebellious, eccentric energy that could be destructive. Um, it's also the kind of thing that is about breaking through personal limitations and barriers psychologically to become more fully yourself. So I like that uh, for Taurus Risings. I'm, I know, I feel like I'm, I'm sort of um, feeling that energy myself as a Taurus rising. Okay. So, uh, let's go forward to Gemini rising. This is one of the more potentially challenging placements of Mars, Uranus, and the North node. We're putting it into your 12th house. Now that is a place that can, often consists of our shadows or the things that we don't see our blind spot. So if you are someone who, um, you know, this could be about conflicts that you don't see coming. This could be about self-destructive or rebellious or sort of eccentric energies within yourself that get you in trouble right now. This could also be about that unexpected thing that comes from your blind, it comes in the blind spot in life, but it's from someone else. It's from someone at work, or it's an unexpected situation that comes up around family or home or relationships. It will have the tendency in the 12th house to throw you off your game or to get you to overreact or to react impulsively. So be very aware of that this month. But this is also about, on the positive side, a lot of things that exist in our blind side are simply unincorporated energies that, you know, they're like aspects of our own psyche that we don't know or that we have not yet been aware of to the point where we can make meaningful use of them in our lives. So it, radical, willful, eccentric, kind of bravado energy, maybe there's something that's more radical, eccentric, assertive, fun, free-spirited that needs to come in and and you know, make a claim. It needs a room in your psyche. So give it some if it needs it, but don't let that same energy sabotage you. That is the message for Gemini rising. Let's go to Cancer. So for Cancer rising, we're taking Mars, Uranus, the North Node. We're putting them in the 11th house. Now, this is a place of groups, friends, colleagues, uh, companions in life that share similar goals or dreams or visions, especially on the professional path of maybe religious or spiritual um, so you think here about the need to break from a group or independence around a group or um, some kind of uh, unexpected or dr dramatic sudden turn within a group. I personally, I think that if you're cancer rising, you could see some real drama in different social or professional or religious 
communities that you belong to. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some schisms or splits or if there was a um, like a fight between people like that doesn't have to be physical, but like some kind of debacle. Steer clear of that. If you don't want to get engaged, don't feel like you have to. I feel like this energy could tempt you into feeling like I need to be heroic and go do something within a group or set the record straight or something like that. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. The reason I'm saying that, you also got Venus in your first house making a sextile to that energy could give you the feeling that I should go and be the peacemaker. Or I should do something. I think you could also find that you're being saved from some kind of group or um, you know collective drama um, and th that there's a feeling of like, wow, I could have gotten really wrapped up in something, but I was sort of saved from the worst. I think this is also about you know, your sense of belonging and how much you need to be your own person amidst groups of people and how much you need to belong and the, the tension between those two things. So watch for those themes if you're a Cancer rising. All right, let's go ahead to Leo rising. We're now putting this in your career house. This is Mars, Uranus, and the North Node, which is basically the North Node's basically putting things on steroids, right? So we now have this triple conjunction. It's in your 10th house of career. This is about do, doing and becoming something independent, breaking the mold at work, uh, charting a new path for yourself professionally, suddenly changing jobs. This is about a sudden confrontation with authority in the workplace or a, a, a tension that's been you know, rising to the surface over a while um, that is now expressing itself within the workplace. I would watch for erratic um conflict-oriented energy in the workplace and defiance and challenges to tradition and authority as a potential downside. Like I'd be really sort of careful about that. But I'd also say that, um, you know, it's a great time to do something new and original, to be daring and pioneering and inventive. Uh, those energies are going to present themselves in the workplace for you as a Leo rising. All right, let's go on to Virgo rising. We are now looking at this triple conjunction Mars, Uranus, and the North Node in your ninth house, place of religion, belief, spirituality, mysticism, higher learning, as well as uh, travel abroad. Could you be suddenly taking a trip or could there be some kind of really provocative, life-changing experience while traveling abroad? I could see that. I could also see the choice to go back to school or to study something or something that you are studying, providing you with a kind of impetus or vision or inspiration to you know strike out on your own or do something original or change your life in some way sometimes we're inspired by something we're learning to the point where it's like oh my god this is changing my whole life i need that there's a whole, that happened to me when i started studying astrology for example and i was having uh some uranus activity to my ninth house it's it's amazing how that uranus in the ninth house with mars can be like a vision somehow mystically, spiritually, psychologically that just changes the paradigm. So I would look for that as well as, you know, but potential for like radicalism or fanaticism to be um, fueling the conversation. I would be careful of that energy within yourself or around you sort of like fanatical extremism, especially in the name of like progress. Uh, I would be very careful of a self-righteous energy sort of boiling in the ninth house right now. But also it's, it is about a breakthrough philosophically or mentally that's there to be had. All right, so let's go forward to Libra. We are now taking the Mars-Uranus energy along with the north node of the moon and placing it in the eighth house. To me, this is a time of becoming free from debts and obligations. This this. Has this transit, this triple conjunction, has the look of like 
free yourself from debts, burdens, obligations, things that entangle you with other people in an unhealthy way. On the other hand, could you be meeting someone or getting in touch with a new person or resource uh, coming from someone else that serves to free you or liberate you? For example, uh, getting a loan or getting a grant or meeting someone who decides that they will you know, refer you to someone else. I could see allies that provide sudden breakthroughs that actually help you do more of what you want to do. But there is the potential for kind of like a devil's bargain always in the eighth house. So beware of that. All right. Well, that's what I'm seeing for my Libra risings and Libra suns out there. Let's go forward to Scorpio. And now we're getting into uh, the seventh house. Really interesting when these planets come together in a house like the seventh, I think. Um, Mars, Uranus, and the North Node in the seventh house. This is a breakthrough in romantic relationships around sexuality. Could this be that there is a need for experimentation, separation, independence, such that a breakup is, is happening? Or could there be uh, trying something new? Or could there be some kind of rapid, sudden, inspiring progress within an existing relationship, like you're evolving as a couple very rapidly? I think so. I think the other potential here is for there to be like, you know, sudden break, sudden breaking or sudden confrontation about differences in values. So I would, but, but I think, you know, just think revolution that's pretty charged and action oriented in the house of love and relationships. If you're a Scorpio rising. All right, let's go to Sagittarius. So for Sages, we're looking at this in the sixth house. Now that's kind of a, that's a challenging place. Another challenging place, just like Gemini's had it in the 12th. This triple conjunction in the sixth house could be about something like frustrating, like a sudden frustration or impediment or block or challenge or conflict that arises. It could be with health or body. It could also be in relationships where certain kinds of conflicts arise. So I'd be very cautious about that and just, you know, sort of tread carefully around places that feel like fault lines, you know, um, they're, they're like the, there's kind of an earthquake energy in this house for you. And it is a house that was associated with conflict, sickness, disease, frustration. On the other hand, this house was also associated with hard work. So could we see some kind of um, breakthrough around something you've been working on or a, inventing the solution to a problem or even finding like Mars Uranus in the sixth house is also like fighting the good fight and having the inspiration and motivation to power through something and effectively get it done because you get this burst of enthusiasm. Is it fun work? No, but it leads somewhere and it might be very rewarding in the end. That's the tendency of the sixth house. All right, let's go forward to Sagitt uh, whoops, to Capricorn rising. Now for my Capricorns out there, this is happening, this triple conjunction, Mars, Uranus, and the North Node in your fifth house, place that was called good fortune in the joy of Venus. It's a place associated with romance, joy, creativity, fun, pleasure, sex, procreation, children, um, pregnancy, etc. Could there be a surprise I'm pregnant with this energy? Yes, but it might be a little shocking and unexpected or somehow more of a difficult piece of news with Mars in the mix. On the other hand, this energy is very playful and defiant. Could there be a theme of creativity and rebellion this month or innovation and um, pleasure? Like this, I wouldn't be surprised to see some people getting some sex toys. You know, my Capricorns could be exploring with a kind of provocative pleasure-oriented energy this month. So whether it's, you know, the inventive revolutionary energy is being applied to pleasure, creativity, um, or if it's something that's that's coming back around the topics of children or pregnancy, 
Um, uh, I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of reason to be excited about this. The one thing I would be careful of is sort of reckless hedonism. You know, if you have kids, it could be kind of a rebellious moment for kids. You know, maybe, you know, if you're getting pregnant, like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. It's not the easiest thing I have to adapt. Like Mars, Uranus, you know, can be like sort of like shocking developments where, okay, I suddenly have to revise my whole plan of action. But mostly in the fifth house, you're talking about joyful things. So I, I have a pretty good feeling about this one. But this is one where I, there's usually there's one per month where I'm like, I really want to hear back about how this turns out. So Capricorn's out there. Tell me how you're doing. All right. Uh, we're going forward to Aquarius rising, which places the triple conjunction in the fourth house. Now, this is the place of home, family, roots, foundations, parents. So this is typical, you know, energy when you see a little family drama. Could there be a divorce in the family, a sudden announcement of marriage or a ch child being born, but it's it's out of wedlock and the, the parents are offended by that or something? I'm not saying I am. I'm just, you know, or could there be a sudden move or uh, could there be um, damage to a house because of a hailstorm or something? You know, kind of sudden drama around family and home is what I think is the most challenging dimension of this transit. The most exciting would be sort of like revolution at the roots, a sudden shift that's exciting and compelling around family, home, living environment. Um, that's what I would watch for toning the month of August. So that's for my Aquarians. All right, let's push forward. Last but not least, our fishes out there, Pisces, Sun, and Rising. You've got the triple conjunction in your third house. It's a place of your neighborhood and your environment. But that environment includes your mind and your emotional and mental life as well. So it's kind of like this nebulous house in the sense that it, it's it's really about the environment around you, more of the personal, uh, familiar environment around you, like neighborhood or the kinds of things floating around the ethers in your mind and moods and um, you know, like kind of like local space. For this reason, I could see there being like, you know. A, like almost like a manic energy mentally and emotionally this month for Pisceans, which could be very fun and productive and creatively fulfilling. Like a lot of inventive ideas can come from a transit like this, but also like you could be a little bit more stressed out and um, maybe a little bit more anxious than usual, a little bit more prone toward conflict or um, feeling more easily offended or triggered. So I'd be a little bit careful about that. Um, you could also look at this and say, look, the potential for like conflict or change in the neighborhood around you or with siblings. Um, but I also like this in terms of it being just like a provocative, fun, playful energy, uh, really good for people who are like writers or content creators or people who are wanting to mobilize a new set of ideas or thoughts about how to do business. Um, so I think I like this idea of mental, uh, stimulating, mentally charged energy that could be very productive and um, original. The downside would be mental stress or kind of like a tendency toward a sort of volatile reactivity mentally, verbally, emotionally in the environment this month. So just be a little bit careful about that. All right. Well, that concludes what I have to say about my sun and rising sign horoscopes for August. I hope that this has been useful for you, that you um, are able to get something out of this. I would really love to hear your stories. So this month in, in particular, don't forget to share your stories using the hashtag grabbed on this video. Come back to it. 
or email them to us, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. That would be really awesome uh, because then we can hear about, you know, I think there's going to be a ton of grab stories around Mars, Uranus. I bet you, you know, given its location in my own chart, I'm, I'm fully expecting there might be there too. All right. Well, don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments, click the notification bell for updates. You can know when I'm going live or, you know, when I've done a new talk or whatever. You can always find transcripts of my daily talks on the website. I know some people still, I, for maybe people don't know this, but for like six years, all of my horoscopes that I do like this every single day were written. <laughs> I tell you, it took a lot longer um, because, well, writing takes longer, editing, everything like that. Um, but some people say like they that they miss them. So, you know, there's a I try to create a transcript every day so that if you if you really like that, you can still follow along. Um, all right. Well, if you have any questions uh, about um, the new courses, stay tuned. They will all be we'll be presenting them next week. Um, that'll be the 2023 um, planet and plant moon circles that we're doing. Um, we got some uh, hopefully we're going to run a pre-registration sale and then we have need-based tuition too for people. So hopefully it'll be really accessible. And then uh, I've got some master classes coming out as well. I'm really excited about those. So stay tuned for those next week. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great month of August and uh, stay tuned for more tomorrow. Bye everyone.